Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Joey. And I'm Sonia, and welcome to Fostering Life with Joey and Sonia Foster. Listen, we are so excited about this podcast and just being able to do life together with you all every week. Yes, we are. We're going to be talking about relationships, marriage, faith, family, entrepreneurship, personal development. Listen, you name it, we're going to be talking about it. And also, we want to let you know that this is a fun and a safe and an authentic environment for you to come and just grow together with us. Yes, so if you have any questions questions. or any input, um, you can always go to our website, which is www.joeyandsoniafoster.com. Listen, we look forward to offering any insight and even some advice to any of those anonymous questions that you send in. It's going to be amazing. Yes, it's going to be so fun. And thank you guys for being a part of our community. Make sure that you share and subscribe and tell all of your friends, all of your family about Fostering Life with Joey and Sonia Foster. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing day or night or whatever time it is when you're catching this. Hope you're doing good. How are you doing over there? You're looking good. As I'm always. excited. I'm excited about this um, about this episode. I I'm am. excited about life. Yeah. I'm excited about the kids. Went back to school. The kids went back <laughs> to school. I know you're excited. Ah! And all of the mothers and fathers that were home virtually teaching. Listen, and- <laughs> I, it's, it's been tough. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. We're, we finally got to the point to where we feel comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, sending them back. You know, we just really kind of prayed and watched for a while. And, and then um, prayed and prayed and watched some more. I said, listen, I will go insane before I send my kids back to school before they should go back. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of bit the bullet. Yeah. You know, a, a number of times um, until we kind of felt safe. Yeah. We, so. we figured we are, we can bounce back. We'll just take a trip to Dubai somewhere. There we go. That sounds good <laughs> to me. Listen, y'all don't understand the, the excitement that was in my wife's voice. So what happened was take the kids to school. And then I called, I called, uh, I called her early and she was just a ball of joy i mean she was like overly excited she was i heard music in the background i'm like what is going on in that house you know i'm typically not a morning person that morning i woke up at 5 30 oh you was a morning person that morning i was wide awake y'all okay y'all good she's She's in the middle of a uh, picture this. We're driving down this street. She's in the middle of the street waving by. Just, All right. Just, Go ahead now. Y'all don't come back. I mean, come back. <laughs> so it was, yeah. So it, all of the parents are like, if you've sent, sent, uh, sent your kids back to school, um, then yeah, I know you're probably feeling the same way we're feeling. Something happened though. I think what that was, was funny. This has happened prior to, uh, COVID and everything, but yeah, yeah. But Kirsten, our ten-year-old, is hilarious because she's brutally honest. Brutally, brutally, like yeah. she, and um, she's. I think, and I'm trying to work on her her with that uh, because I think <laughs> she kind of got it from me a little. Um, but her thing is, she don't know how to turn it off yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, okay, so you know how they have the quarterly parent 
you know, parent conferences, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And at the school that they are in is it's a requirement. No, you're coming and I, and I really admire that about the school. Yeah. Like the, there's no, you know, cutting corners there. You have to do your volunteer hours. You have to be at the meetings. You have, you know, so Great I yeah, I um commend them on that. But this particular uh, <laughs> thing I was at the parent conference meeting and the and one of the teachers was like yeah, so um, Kirsten is really, you know, kind of, I, I forgot what the word she used. Because but this was after, this was after it was the after performance a that big, they had. The big semester um, shindig that they do every so, year. So Kirsten you know? goes to, Kirsten and Jace, they attend an arts and science school. Right. So they have, all throughout the year, they have these big, performances right mm-hmm. so that's i just want to draw See the, the chorus or dance yeah. or you know something um so it was the day after that the day after that was the parent um teacher conference and she was like yeah um you know just kind of you know her the way you know her attitude sometimes kind of comes off kind of aggressive mm-hmm. and i was like oh lord what this girl and <laughs> what did she <laughs> do now I don't know. I, I'm thinking she didn't got sassy with the teacher. She didn't roll the eyes or something like that. And I was like, okay, where is that? Would have been weird. It would have been yeah. weird, but I was like, where is this going? I automatically thought, like, well, maybe what did she say to her? Or, you know, I just was ready to get into the details of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, okay. And she said, well, because just like today, you know, all the kids came back to school so excited about, the, you know, the performance last night. Mm-hmm. And she was just kind of like uh, blah about it. And um, so I said, well, Kirsten, are you um, excited? Were you excited about the performance last night? And Kirsten was like, um, mm, it, it was okay. <laughs> and she really felt offended. The teacher really yep. felt of, like highly offended and mm-hmm. thought that <laughs> it was a really downer for the other kids, yeah. you know, and you know, you know, other kids were so excited and she comes, you know, with this, you know, very, you know, don't care, per, you know, yeah. I, and, and, you know, I, the other, and the, here's the thing, the other teacher was over there like, is she really complaining about this? Like, right, right, really, right. You know, so the other teacher was like, she was like, she was fine. She was cool about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, <laughs> she was, <laughs> What was funny was, what was funny was, it was like you said, the teacher was so excited. The students, um, from what the teacher said, was so excited. And Kirsten was like, it was okay. I yeah, mean, it was it okay. Wasn't and like so I took the time that, to explain you know? to her. I took the time to explain to her. I said. To the teacher. To the teacher, right. I said, well, you know, here's the thing. Kirsten comes from a, 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 a very musical family. And she has a very... Um, I guess, broad range of experience or um, exposure to arts, you know. So she goes to very elaborate plays. Mm -hmm. She's been a part of those as well. Mm -hmm. She danced, she sings, she's around it all the time. So her level of expectation when it comes to these certain things are probably higher than the average child her age. So what excites them, she's like, 
that's not good. And it's, that's because we are like that right. because we're not going to take her to something that is mediocre and say, you should enjoy right. this. Right. No, we're going to take her to something that is excellent and say, this is what you should aspire to. You want to sing, you want to dance. This is it. Yep. This is the goal. This is what you're going to do. We don't play that right. whole, uh, you uh, know, clapping just because you being a part. Exactly. No, 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 no. Not with our kids. Not in the foster household. <laughs> you will not get applauded for just being a part. Being, oh, or being okay. Uh, mm, uh, that, we, uh, it was uh, okay. Uh, that's not enough, Doc. So that's now, why we Kirsten encourage, did that. And, of course, we encourage our kids. We, you know, root them on, so on and so forth. But, listen, we, the rule in our house is that we will be our biggest cheerleaders and our biggest critics. Listen, I say you got to go out there and win. I look Jason in the eye <laughs> and I say, listen here, you little six-year-old, you better go out there and you better win. You better kill something and bring it home. And if you don't, you better find somewhere else to live. That's what I tell my six-year-old. Oh, great. That's what I tell them. <laughs> right? No, but. Right. I'm that parent. <laughs> you know, they, they fall. Get your mind get, up. Get up. What are you doing? <laughs> you get all loud and just get up get your butt up you know? so i'm like listen okay so kirsten's playing uh kirsten was uh playing soccer at one point and all the parents were there it's so funny guys you guys have got to see this all the parents are there and they got their billboards and they got their child's name on the billboard and they're just like go go jimmy Go, you can do it. Jimmy's going halfway down the field <laughs> and falls over his his laces. Jimmy hadn't kicked the ball in seven games, but they're just yelling, "Go, Jimmy!" Me and uh, me and Sonya on the sideline. Kirsten, get over there. You better get that ball and make you that better. score. What are you doing? <laughs> Time out. Come, we like you need some water. You don't need any water. <laughs> you don't need no water. You get water when you get a goal. <laughs> So I'm exaggerating a lot, but the, yeah, yeah, you get the gist of it. A little bit, a little bit of exaggeration. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of exaggeration. But what I think is 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 interesting, especially for this conversation, is what you said and how you said Kirsten approached it. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, how the teacher kind of took what Kirsten said. Right. So right. Kirsten said Kirsten didn't have the same excitement about what she had excitement about because she had a different level of exposure. Yep. You know, she had a different level of exposure, so she had different expectations, mm -hmm. and because she had different expectations of her. Yeah. Kirsten had different expectations. Of herself, she, yeah. Of herself. Why? And it's be But because of her environment, I was looking, we was looking at one of the shows today that kind of reminded me of that as well. Mm -hmm. It was, um, and we do that, we've had the conversation between our um, ourselves, um, how everybody gets the participation trophy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, everybody gets it. Like, Okay, you know, yeah. and I get it at a certain point, but no, people need to be used to, you know, just wrestling with the idea that I did not do my best and I am not better than everybody else. Listen, here's the... Like, somebody is better than me. Right, that's the, reality. the reality. Somebody else is, is putting in more effort than I there am. There you go. You know? We have to realize that in life, this is a hard truth, but it's real. In life, there are winners and losers. This is extremely important. Just because you lose today don't mean that you are a loser. Right. And just because you win in one area doesn't mean that you are a winner. But it's important to know that when you're involved in anything. That, that involves someone else. That involves someone else. There are winners and losers. So you were saying about the show that, we were, that, that the kids were watching, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what is that doing to the kids? You know, like, what is that really doing to? Because here's the thing. Um, th that, that, I guess, mentality of 
I'm as long as I be a part mm-hmm. or as long as I did my best and I'm going to succeed. And that is a false narrative. Extremely false. It's a false. Just because you did your best and just because you showed up, that doesn't mean you will succeed. You know, that is not the truth that we are instilling in our kids. And again, I'm not against participation trophies, but I do realize mm-hmm. the danger in that if they don't have the other voice on the other side telling them the truth about the reality that they are growing into listen i am 100 percent against participation trophies (laughs) no i'm just being honest because i mean the 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 participation is nothing everybody participates it's not and i'm not and i'm not saying that people shouldn't get acknowledged or whatever but you don't need a trophy if the winner gets a trophy that means the, the those who did not win have to get something else. Like you cannot get a trophy because that's for the winner. <laughs> right. So you need so so in that sense in that situation, uh, t- uh, Kirsten's teacher at that moment took somewhat took offense to Kirsten's critique of the performance. Right. And how often because do we do- here it is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Because that's good. Yeah. What what I was saying is how often do we do that? in life mm-hmm. that when we're extremely excited about something and somebody else comes along and critiques it. Yeah, I heard where you was going. I heard where you was going. I got excited. Go ahead. No, no, Go no ahead. That's, that's good. good. Somebody else comes along and critiques it. Now, all of a sudden we take offense to that. Yep. yep. And why don't we see the, the critique as constructive? Mm. Why do we see it as destructive? Mm. And I think it's some, because of those participation. I think it's because of the participation. Listen, we live in a, we are a part of a culture that values confirmation over correction. There you go. That Write is the culture down. that we live in. And they would rather to hear the applause. They would rather hear somebody telling them how great they are versus someone is correcting their behavior. Yep. But here's the thing. Everybody knows what you're great in. Yep. Okay, you know what you're great Congratulations. in. Congratulations. You're great. You're Hallelujah. great. You are amazing you're in certain areas. Yep. But here's the thing, you're not great in all the areas. And why not take the position to like, you know what? I know I'm great in these areas, but there's areas that I'm not so great in. But that's that. See, now you get into something that I don't know that we deal with a lot in the culture that we live in. I love I love the, the coach I love the culture in certain aspects the when I say for the culture I'm talking about the not the people per se but the mindset that we have as mm-hmm. a culture I love the idea that we want to push and we want to applaud and we want to encourage but listen I think we got to be careful to be able to delineate between confirmation and correction mm-hmm. we see confirm we see correction as an attack yeah. But correction doesn't have to be an attack. Correction can be advancement. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We look at it as like, well, well, you didn't like my status or you didn't or you told me that I need to refine something or I need to be better at something. Or you didn't share my status. Or you didn't share it. Well, maybe I don't think you have a good product. I, I ain't got nothing to say. You know, maybe I don't think you have a good product and I think you need to work it out before I start it. Because if I if I share it right now. Nobody's gonna respond. Wait, and wait, you're not gonna stop get it, say any it more. Again. I'm sorry, y'all. We, this, <laughs> do we have a rewind button? You know, I'm not sharing this for your good because you're not ready for the exposure you think you're ready for. Come on, because you have not 
address the areas that you need to address. You just want me to applaud you in your deficiency. And I refuse, if I care anything about somebody, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to pump them up just because they want me to boost their ego. No, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. And listen, here's what's important. I love that you said that. Just because you can fry chicken doesn't mean you can open up a chicken shack. Just because you can fry chicken doesn't mean you can run Chick-fil-A. Just because you can mop doesn't mean you can clean a 10-story building. Just because you can sing doesn't mean you can drop an album. And what, what happens in the culture is we think just because we're gifted at something that that gift grants us the, the acknowledgement of, of applause, and it doesn't. Right. Your gift is where you start. Everybody got a gift. That's the participation. We want applause for the participation. Yep. Your gift is, listen, the gift is where you start. It's beautiful. God bless you. But it's what you do with the gift. It's the grind behind the gift. Yeah. So you want us, uh, just in general, like you want people to share, uh, applaud, promote, like, uh, send people your way, recommend. It's like, yo, but you're not good yet. But you haven't anybody, put, anybody ever told you? No, I'm serious. Like, yo, has anybody ever told you that you're not good at it? Right? That's the thing. You want speaking engagements. You want a podcast. You want to preach. You want to whatever. Like, yo, you got to be good at it. You got to be good. <laughs> and if you can't take it's, somebody telling you that you're not good, then you're not ready. Oh, man. That's that's so good. But this, I think that is that is the downfall and i and i'm i'm so grateful to be a part of this generation mm-hmm. i'm grateful to be listen we do some amazing things like we yeah. set the bar so high and we take so many so many limits off mm-hmm. you know that other generations has started has brought us to the point but now nah, we've taken the roof off Absolutely. you know so yep. i'm so excited to be a part but here's one of the things that happens to us that we we have a tendency to uh, only highlight sometimes to kind of only highlight the good the good parts of ourselves right. and it and and I think um, it's kind of you know that whole kind of social media kind of sort of only posting the great things about mm-hmm. us and only you know, sharing the things that might get the lights or trying to do research, trying to figure out how to get more, you know, um, action or views or, and, and we, and we try to do that instead of, instead of, it's our our whole mindset is about being discovered versus becoming, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all about, let somebody yeah. I just want somebody to discover who I am and I want you know I want to get on the platform and I want to mm. instead of just becoming what it is that you want somebody to validate you for right you know because I believe that when you become what it is that you know you are you 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 you're, you're supposed to be mm-hmm. it's evident yeah. and when you find yourself always trying to prove and prove and prove and looking for validation and more validation maybe you're not to the point just maybe mm-hmm. you're not to the point to where you're ready um um are they people are you that you're ready for people to see what it is that you think that they should see yeah. like you maybe you have some more development to mm-hmm. have and may, maybe you haven't been hid in the dark room enough Yikes. maybe you haven't been on the backside enough maybe you haven't been in the wilderness enough to develop 
the the the, the character and the and the best practices and the skill and the maturity mm. that is needed for where you think you should be go- you are you are at this point. Right. Like maybe you don't have it yet. It's the idea, like you said, of of we sometimes we search for we search for discovery over development. And the the issue is this the becoming, the development part takes time. It takes time. It is not an overnight thing. People say overnight, overnight, yeah, 25 years of work, and then it's an overnight success. Right. So I'll give you an example. Uh, um, uh, some, I, was, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying how they were, at one point in their life, they were trying to learn how to cook something, and they were cooking, and they tried to make hamburgers. And it was, you know, real hamburgers. See, see y'all, 21st century 2021 y'all don't know nothing about real hamburgers where you actually have the, the ground beef and you got to roll it up like a ball and you put mm-hmm. onions yeah Ooh, and the green onions, peppers the onions the onions it's almost like you're cooking a tennis ball but and it's then, really, and <laughs> then you eat it on light bread and eat it on the, on the light bread <laughs> on the ain't nobody bread. got no buns in the uh-huh. house <laughs> see y'all, y'all don't know but anyway they were they were talking about that and they were saying how they cook they put the put the meat in the grease and cook the cook the burger the only problem is they went to go bite into the burger and inside of the burger uh, was not all the way done, but the outside was burnt. Yeah. So the outside looked done, but the inside was not. Mm-hmm. And the issue that they had was is that they had the heat too high, so they were cooking too fast. Mm. So the issue is I think that's what we do in culture. We want it so fast that we don't let God do the development on the inside. That's it. So there's development that we're going to need for future seasons that we're not in the position. A lot of times we're not in the position to sit there and allow God to develop us. David was anointed. Mm hmm. But he didn't get his anointing and go run to the palace. Right, right. He waited. He waited his turn. Tell somebody and say he waited. He waited. <laughs> and here's the thing. Think about it. Think about it and put David in this in this culture, right? Yeah. As soon as Samuel anointed him, one of the brothers would have been videoing it and taking a picture, right? <laughs> yep. And then David would have immediately posted it on social media Mm -hmm. i got anointed y'all i can't believe god is so good (laughs) you know you know and all of this thing i'm anointed to be i'm anointed to be king (laughs) but here but and and i think when we put ourselves out there too fast Mm. underdeveloped i think that we we i guess get exposure or under fire, mm. I think, before we're ready to handle it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. think about what if David uh, would have posted it like we would have posted mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. Ten years down the line, David still is not king. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what would have happened? How many means he, he would have got dragged? They would have been dragging him like the like the uh, like Burger the relationship King. guru guy. It, you oh, know, Jesus. you know, like they would have been like dragging him. Like he always talking this and he you the know, king, right? like oh, okay, you the king. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, they would have just been dragging him, dragging him, dragging him. And what David? How how do you? David may not have been strong enough for that, right. you know, and he would have never gotten to the place where he needed to be because of the exposure that he put on himself that he was not ready for. And that's the development part of being hidden in the field. Yeah. And we, we despise being hidden 
or being out. When I say hitting, what I'm saying is being out of the spotlight. Right. Like one of the most beautiful things that a person can do is enjoy being out of the spotlight. Yeah. The spotlight is hot. And sometimes we want to run for that. We want to run to get the blue check on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We want to run to get the followers. We want to run to get all of the clients. Like, yo, it's, I promise you, if you get the clients that you, if you handle your new clients, how you're handling your, handling your current clients, you won't be able to handle the overflow that we're praying for. Absolutely. Cause there's a responsibility that comes along with being in the right place. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we see the, 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 you know, the, I guess the bright side or, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the, 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 the benefits and the mm-hmm. advantages, but there's a heavy responsibility as well. Yeah. So when it is that you are booming and you got, you know, you, you have hit that place to where maybe one of your posts went fire, one of your, one of your, um, clients, um, testimonies went fire, uh, you know, um, viral. And now everybody's flooding your timeline. What if you don't have the discipline to handle it? Yep. What if you don't have um, the things, uh, the right system set in place to handle it? Mm-hmm. What, what if you haven't done the work and you haven't been in through the process of preparation, you're going to fail. I remember one of the uh, speakers um, that everyone is listening to now. He was talking about how just one random day he woke up and he was viral and all of these people are requesting to be his friend and celebrities and they sharing his posts. And he was saying that, you know, you know, people are asking, what did he do different? He said, I didn't do anything different. I've been doing this for the past five, six, seven years. Mm. This is what I do. Everything has been like this, you know? So when it was, when he got, when he, you know, arrived to the place where he, you know, he was booming, he was in high demand. He had so much, um, um, I guess backlog. He had so much backlog to where it was easy for him to flow and transition into this new place. Why? Because he had the artillery that he needed Mm -hmm. already. It's not, it's not. He gotta, had the team he needed already. He had yeah. the product that he needed already. Yeah, we got to not despise the development. Mm-hmm. And and what happens is sometimes we run from, all right, so we were talking about this, this idea between coaches and cheerleaders, mm-hmm. right? Coaches and cheerleaders. Our culture avoids coaches. I think, this is my opinion, this is our podcast, you can email uh, Sonia with all your complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you have negative to say, email my wife. She'll take care of it. <laughs> but we avoid coach. We avoid coaches yeah. because coaches are not cheerleaders. Hear this: a coach is not going to sit on the sideline and just applaud your your. Uh, accomplishments all the time they're not and I remember it's so crazy I remember um being in basketball practice you know I played basketball in high school and I was in basketball practice and I was doing the best probably the best progression I you know in my in my game you know I was like some major accomplishments major personal goals Mm -hmm. I was hitting and I noticed during that time, that's when the, when the coaches got harder on me. Mm-hmm. And I remember being upset in, in um, practice because listen, I, what, what, what is the problem? Like I'm doing better than I ever done before. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, you know, I'm out doing the starters, you know, I'm doing all of this, this, you know, whatever, whatever the case is like, why in the world aren't you singing my praises? 
Why aren't you applauding Why aren't you me? applauding me? I don't understand. I mean, the, te- the team was like, man, go. You know, they were like, yeah, son, yeah. yeah. You know, they was just pumping me up. They yeah. was pumping me up. And the teacher and, 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 and the coach is like, you get down, get down, um, you know, get, get, back, down, get back down the court. Get down the court faster. Speed it up, son. You speed it up. Speed mm-hmm. it up. Watch your handling. What are you doing? Your, your shot is too slow. You know, you know all of those things. I'm that like, is a pretty slow shot. It's good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get it off, it's going in. Once I get in, it off, it's it going in, but it's a little slow. You know, but they kept highlighting the things that I was doing wrong. And I was like, what is up? And I was upset. Mm-hmm. And they come, they was like, what's going on? You okay? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm okay. You know how you just got to, because you know right. you don't want to just tell them, you're not singing my praises, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was so mad because I felt that they should have acknowledged what was how what great was, I how, am! How you right? You know, you know. <laughs> Why are you? But no, I get it. But I, but but because they saw that, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Because they saw the obviously, I was interested in getting better because I was getting better to a certain degree. Right. Now they said, okay, now let me come in and help her really get better because I know there's only a certain place I could get to by myself. Right. They know that that's the, you know, and, and it's so, that's why it's so important to have coaches in your life or at least one coach. And I think an important question to ask is who who do I listen to? Mm. Like, who do I really listen to when they are not singing my praises and they're not, they are not telling me what I want to hear. They're not telling me what I agree with. Like, do you have a person in your life that you will listen to where you don't understand what they're saying or you don't agree what they're saying or you don't see it like they see it? Like, it's so important to have those yeah. people because it's people that I believe that God has assigned to your life yep. that can see what you can't see. Yep. And here's the thing. Everybody, this is why I think like in your example, it's so, it's so perfect. It's perfect because your coach saw potential in you you thought you were you was tapping into it your coach was like no I see something even greater Mm -hmm. and because I see something greater than your performance right now I gotta push you towards what I see that's greater because you will settle for your you will settle for your idea of great but when you have a coach in your life there's like no that is only the surface of what you can do yep watch this we shouldn't avoid we shouldn't avoid coaches um Everybody that's great at anything has a coach. Think about your favorite athlete, your favorite writer, your favorite uh, artist, your favorite anything. They have a coach. I promise you, LeBron James, uh, best player on the planet. Y'all got a problem with that email. Uh, Sonya, <laughs> y'all can argue about that. Say what you want. At this point, um, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, whoever – Think about this. Steph Curry, the best shooter in NBA history. Absolutely. Without question, nobody can argue that, has a shooting coach. Yep. Think about I want you to understand LeBron James, one of the strongest players in NBA history, has a strength and conditioning coach. Yep. Tom Brady, (laughs) probably the – well, is the uh, most valuable player in in NFL history, has a throwing coach. I promise you, the richest person in the world have a financial has a coach. financial coach. Promise you. <laughs> there, promise there you. There are people who are relationship uh, counselors. 
they have relationship therapists right. or coaches, whatever, however you want whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Everybody who's great at anything has a coach. Yep. And here's the deception of 2021. The deception is I don't need anybody because I got Google. I don't need a coach. Mm-hmm. Yep, I that's find it. it out myself. I can find it out myself and I can figure it and out. I fi- but you don't understand. You can figure it out. But I promise one of the things that coaches give you is coaches give you speed. So you can figure it out and it'll take you five years, but you can have a five minute conversation with a good coach mm-hmm. and it'll advance you five years. Coaches allow you to get get there faster. Absolutely. To get further faster. Mm. Now, it can take you 20 years. Do okay. it yourself. Go Do it yourself. It. Go ahead. God has given us great <laughs> gifts, great abilities. If we put our all in it, we will get there at some point, point hopefully, uh, <laughs> the world, the God has not came and wrapped us up by the end. You know, <laughs> talking about, oh, I just figured it out. I just watched it on YouTube. He's coming it. on the cloud. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Every I shall see him. Oh. Too late. Behold his glory. But so no, it's so important that we have those people. And who, who, who? Yeah. And here's the thing. Another great question is, who do you have in your life that you can be trans? transparent with to say I need help Hmm. that you can say it yeah you know I know I'm gifted but I need help and you you, man that's so good who can we say you know what I need help I know I take care of myself very well and I know I've done a lot of things but I need listen to the language y'all I need help not if if you free whatever you know I'll be free if you free no, no, no. It's coming to them in the posture of a student. I'm here to learn. Yeah. Teach me. The disciples asked Jesus, teach me how to pray. They knew they already knew how to pray, but they didn't know Come how on, to pray. Preacher. Like, uh, watch he it. He's he trying to watch preach. He's trying to preach on the watch podcast. It. They said. We said we weren't preaching on we, the podcast. We're not supposed to be preaching. Okay. They said. Like I said, <laughs> okay, conversational. Okay. Right. They said. They said. They saw Jesus pray and things happen. They was like, yo, we're Jewish. We've been praying our whole life. Right. But when we pray, you don't get we don't get those kinds of results. <laughs> like, like, yo, we're not parting seas. Like, we're not healing sick people yeah. when we pray. Yeah. So the importance of a coach is is coming to them with that posture of saying, I don't just want your help. Yeah. I don't I just want it. your correction. I need it. Yeah. Now that's different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of, yeah, yeah. I think, you know. I, yeah, I I mean I, I know I got my house and my car and mm-hmm. my crib and my it. career, but I still need help. Like you know, like how, like who? Yeah. Do you have someone that we you can say yes? I know everybody admires my marriage, mm. but I need help. But I need it. I know that everybody shares my stuff. Yep. But I I need help. I know everybody loves to call me to speak at this panel or whatever the case is. In the same area that everybody admires me in, there's a deficiency and I need help. Do you trust anybody in your life or are you seeking for? Mm. There it is. Because we'll make an excuse that, well, I don't got nobody and I can't trust. I can't find them. I can't find nobody. <laughs> you know, you know, everybody, you know, they, they out for their own. Have you sought for that person? Mm-hmm. And the most, the most probably, uh, I guess, valuable mm-hmm. relationship you will have in your life are people that you went after. Yeah, you pursue them. I'm sorry. I know everybody loves you and everybody wants to be your friend and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. I know it, but you will have have a bunch of yes men around you you have a bunch of cheerleaders and no coaches mm. your most productive 
relationship will be with someone that you pursue. Yep. And, and man, that's so good. This idea of pursuing what you need, like mentors, people, coaches, mentors, we're just using the language coaches, guys, you insert what that means for you, pastors, whatever that means. Listen, the most valuable relationships are going to come from people you pursue. People who you admire in a field or in life are busy. I want to be clear here. They are busy because they are productive. You admire them because they are productive. When, so we have to go get them. I remember with our pastor, we was like, yo, we, and our pastor lives miles away from us. And it was something one day we was like, no, we got to get to this city. We got to get there. And when we get there, it was something that we needed. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we wait for the, 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 the indicator lights to be flashing in order for us to say we need stuff. Right. Now, with us in this situation, we didn't have any indicator lights flashing in right. our marriage. It wasn't a desperate, Every, it wasn't a desperate thing. You know, cry it, out for it. No, not at all. Actually, we're good. God we has were, graced us with a great marriage. Right. And some people, I, some people don't have that testimony. I think if you're tuning in, you, you kind of see that. What you get is real. Like, yo, we really love each other. So it was never a, a red flag moment. Right. We just looked at their marriage and said, oh, we need that. Like because we, we, we knew that there was something right. even more. We, we want to be 30 years down the line and still like that. Yeah. You know, we, we still want to be in love. We still want to be. But here's the thing. We were already pastors. Mm-hmm. We already had a following. Mm-hmm. We already had children. Yep. We already were somewhat successful. We yep. already had all of these things that other people find comfort in. And we was like, yo, w- no, this is nothing. We, we need that. You know, I, I think it was a, we want to secure our success. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like doing uh, preventative over proactive measures. Yeah. It's like we wasn't, you, you know, our, our pre preventative and proactive measures versus, you know, coming on the back end when something is already messed up, something already going wrong, something already did. I need help. No, we should be preventative yep. in our in, in our methods yep. and proactive. So, listen, we don't have no issues now. We don't have no, no problems right now, but we need to be in a place to win if we ever do. Mm. And if somebody can see something in us in an uh, uh, area of improvement, mm. we want to be in that pu- that posture. We want to be in that position. And, you know, and I but I I I. When I when I think about a coach or somebody that's in my life that you know I will listen to regardless, it's always the taking the position or the posture to where I value their presence over my pride. Mm. You know, because to be honest, that's a tough place to be sometimes to hear people say no, you don't got it like you think you do. Yep. When's the last time somebody told you no? Not, not not you, but let's let's think about that. When was the last time somebody told us the 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 honest truth? I shouldn't even say the honest truth, but gave us a critical critique of what everybody else is applauding us in. Yeah. When's the last time? Like, here's here's something. We have to get to this because our greatness is on the other side of that critique. Yeah. If you cannot take it, you can't grow. If you think you're so good that you got it, you can't grow. If you don't need a coach, guess what? That's cool, and you might get to the league, but you're not going to be Steph Curry. Right. You're not going to be LeBron. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? You so, gonna be LeBrick. <laughs> you will be LeBrick. Yeah, yeah, I remember what we used to call LeBron LeBrick. Mm-hmm. When he that he did not have that shot. Right. We was like, yeah, y'all talk about he the best player. And I still don't believe I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, okay? Well, I mean, you know, Kobe is, you know, you know R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, hardcore. But, you know, at the end of the day, the guy has worked on his game. I can't, you know, I, I'm i a LeBron hater. Like, I'm a hater. Y- y'all pray for Sonya, man. I don't know what she does. He can score 60 points. I'm like, ah, it's Kobe Stone 81, baby. They let you him know? score that. Anybody can score that. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, but the, the guy has worked on his game, has changed the game tremendously mm-hmm. on and off the court. Yep. Like, he's killing it. Yep. He's killing it. But I'm sure he did not get there. There's no coach. way he got there just by um, s- sitting in the celebration. Watch this. You know, sitting. He, n- right. We like sitting in the celebration. I know you, you're going to say something good. No, go for it. Sitting in the celebration yeah. because it feels so good. Mm. It ain't challenging. It ain't going against the grain. It's not climbing the mountain. Can I just sit in the celebration, you know? Mm. But we can't stay there. That's better for us. That's greater for us. The, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So when you talk about anybody who's great, they understand the difference between coaches and they understand how to discern between cheerleaders. Now, cheerleaders, we just described what coaches are. Coaches can see our potential and they push us past our comfort level. Cheerleaders, not saying that they're negative, but cheerleaders don't push us towards our potential. They just give us fuel for where we are now. Right. So they give encouragement for where you are now, and that's needed. It's like a validation. It's, it's right. validation, right? That's not. That's not. The, that's you are g- wrong with that. You are great, right? You know, that's what I was looking for on the court. And you, <laughs> you know, just need a I needed you to be a cheerleader for me. Yeah. I need you to notice how fast I ran those laps. Right. Right. You know, I need you to know. I need you to celebrate me for that because I want to sit in that for a right. while. Exactly. And they was like, nope. <laughs> but but the coach loves you so much, and I'm not saying that the cheerleader doesn't either. It's just sometimes cheerleaders in life. They have a different role in your they life. They have a different role. And if we're not careful because we are unhealthy, we'll make the cheerleader the enabler. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So and, we'll, think, and, and think they're coaches. Yeah. Oh, no. We'll, we'd love to do that because my coach has to celebrate how great I am. And if, and if you don't celebrate me, I'll out of another, there. I'll find another coach. I'll find another coach. <laughs> Because there's no way you're gonna coach me and not know how great I am. Let me tell you. So, so let's 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 put it in church language, right? So for the, for the church folk, here we go. So if you're not celebrating me, my season is up. Is up. I got to go. God is calling me to higher places. Did you ever? Did you ever notice? God always tells people to do what they want to do anyway. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. That's strange. But in scripture, like, yo, spirit of the Lord, go into the wilderness. Yeah. Spirit of the Lord, don't go here. Go over there. They're going to try to kill you, but go anyway. When the last time the Lord told you to go in the wilderness? <laughs> exactly. Or is every time he tells you to go on the mountaintop? Why? Because Jesus is not only our Savior, he's our example. Jesus was a coach. Right. Jesus got those disciples together and, and coached, he, and them, coached for them three years. And he was here three years, but you got to think the disciples were way longer. We don't give the disciples the credit they right. need. We're here today, not only because of Jesus' three, but his 12. Come on. 
you know, like they did a work when he left. Right. Right. And that that's the thing. Imagine how much of investment. See, this can go on and on because here's the thing. Lord, y'all listen, this this conversation, <laughs> we might have to do a part two, because when you talk about coaches, a coach is nothing if the vessel got a lid on it. So yeah, if yeah. G, if the disciples were not willing and available to be coached, because we got to talk about being coachable. We can't talk about it now. Yeah. We got to talk about it another time. But if you're not available to be coached, you will never see what you think you can see. Yeah. So we have to get to the point to where we value coaches because coaches are going to push us. You know, and cheerleaders, they're there. They're there to affirm us. They're there to encourage us. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It only becomes wrong when we would rather sit in the applause of the cheerleaders instead of deal with the criticism, the constructive criticism of a coach. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Man, I can't even say anything after that. Let's go, man. Let's I, wrap it up. We might have to do a part seven. We're going to skip <laughs> parts two through six. Listen, guys, this uh, this conversation is one that can go on and on about coaches, Absolutely. cheerleaders, challenges, all that stuff. Um, so next time we got, maybe we'll pick this up. I don't know. We'll see. It's a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot and some, and some great news to tell you guys yeah, about some stuff yeah, that's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. Uh, some with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not going to spill the beans, but um, yeah. So some great Stay stuff tuned. coming out. Stay tuned. Catch the next episode. Um, listen, we're going to be, you know, I guess gradually putting things out. Um, so that you can always remember to connect with us on yep. Joey and Sonya Foster, um, dot com, and um, we will always keep you in touch and engaged with what it is that we are doing now and in the future. Listen, thanks for tuning in to Fostering Life with Joey and Sonya, where we talk about life, life love, love, and everything, everything in between. between. <laughs>